if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Shout out to all the mums who are learning or are in the throes of parenting and supporting and dealing with the challenges and feeding teenagers. And that is what we're going to be focusing on in today's episode is food and nutrition for teenagers. So personally, I have an almost 14-year-old. He reminded me this morning that his birthday is only four, five weeks away. So he's coming up very close to being 14. And because he's a December birthday, he loves to remind me in January, just as the new year ticks over, that next year he's going to be whatever the age is. So he's only literally just going to have been have turned 14. And in January, he'll say, mum, do you know next year I'm going to be 16? <laughs> Oh my gosh, it just goes too fast. And I'm sure you can relate. If you're listening to this episode, I'm guessing you either have a teenager or you're close to the teenage years. And today I want to focus on, as I said, food and nutrition for teenagers, because it's a tricky time, isn't it? We 
know that they have extra nutritional requirements because of all the growth and development and, you know, all, all the changes that are happening within their body. But it's also a time where they get more independence and we lose that control of of knowing exactly what they're eating at all times because often they're out and about with their friends or, you know, they're picking things up from the school canteen. So we really do have to pick our battles in these stages and do what we can when they are home with us. That's my approach anyway. So really focus on, you know, get getting a good breakfast into them, getting a good dinner into them, knowing that, well, you know, for example, my son, he's out and about on his mountain bike on the trails a lot on the weekend and they're, you know, they're often near a fast food place. So they're picking up fast food for lunch. Um, I do encourage him to take some lunch, but it's not always convenient because then he has to carry it and it goes soggy. You know, it gets smashed around in his bag while he's going down the mountain bike trails. So you do have to pick your battles and really focus on the the things that you do have control of. And I think it's a really big lesson for us as parents. Well, this is my experience anyway, uh, of letting go. Um, And the interesting thing about teenagers is, you know, their brain development. So even if logically teenagers know that junk food is not great for them, it is difficult for them to resist it because of the way their brain works. So the teenage brain is wired to be attracted to short-term rewards, including junk food, including screens and games and social media. And this is because they have a higher amount of dopamine receptors, the prefrontal cortex where behavior and decisions are controlled isn't fully mature until our early 20s. So teens are wired to prioritize reward over sensible behavior, even if logically they know, you know, it's not the right thing to do. And that's what makes the teenage years so scary. So in this way, the decisions that they make around junk food is quite normal from a developmental standpoint. And I think it's helpful for us to to remember that as parents. So Teens do have unique nutritional needs because of the growth and development that's occurring during these years. So they have an increased requirement for nutrition. Their appetite often increases as well. And sometimes it can feel impossible to get enough food into them. You know, they're, they're like bottomless pits. Um, and this happens in, in the case of boys and girls, but I think boys have that have more of that reputation of just eating 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 constantly and i think a big part of that is making sure that they're getting the right types of food and nutrition in as well so that's what we're going to talk about today so although it can be challenging to feed teenagers well it isn't impossible and there are a few key areas to focus on when it comes to nutrition for teenagers These will not only help your teens as they grow and develop, but it will also help keep the peace at home. As I said, you've got to pick your battles and good nutrition is important for, you know, that stable mood and good mental health as well. So we do need to focus on it, um, but do also realize that there is sort of letting go and letting some things sort of slip So the first thing I want to talk about is protein because a lot of teenagers are just not getting enough protein and protein is is 
filling. So it's a great thing to focus on when it comes to teenagers, particularly if you have that teenager that is like a bottomless pit and just eats and eats and eats. And I I think back to when I was a teenager, um, you know, and nutrition wasn't really, you know, my, my parents didn't know a lot about nutrition. I remember I used to come home from school and eat, you know, six pieces of white toast with honey because I was so hungry at certain points. But if I'd had, you know, a more nourishing protein snack, I wouldn't have had this sort of insatiable need for more and more food and my health would have been better. I wouldn't have had the, you know, the skin acne issues that I did or the hormonal issues that I did either. So protein's a a really important one to focus on. And look, most teenagers are getting good amounts of protein at dinner, but we want to be thinking about protein earlier in the day as well at breakfast and at lunchtime as well. So trying to include some protein in at every meal, um, doing your best to do that can make a big difference to their mood, their appetite, their hormones, and so many other things. So protein sources include meat, chicken, fish, seafood, eggs, lentils and legumes, and uh, some nuts and seeds as well. As I said, don't save protein just for dinner time. Make sure you're getting protein in at breakfast, at lunch, and even at snack time as well. So cooking more at dinner time is the key to making sure there's some leftover chicken or lamb or um, you know fish cakes to pop in the lunchbox or to have at breakfast time even or to have after school you know if your teens are a little bit resistant to taking protein at lunch in their lunchbox or they're just not eating the protein then make sure you're getting protein in at breakfast time and after school time as well so eggs can make a really good option for breakfast smoothies with some protein powder can be a really good option as well. Um, 180 Nutrition is a great protein brand and I'll pop the link in the show notes um, so you can find some, some good whole food protein powders that you can add to smoothies or even add into things like Bliss Balls to help to increase that protein content for your teens. The next thing I want to talk about is fiber because many teenagers don't get enough fiber because of their preference to processed, refined carbohydrates. But fiber, again, is filling. It's an important part of a healthy digestion. It's important for detoxification. It fuels a healthy microbiome, which is really important for hormone balance and for skin health um, and so many more things, hormones. Um, as I mentioned. And, you know, if you're looking for a motivator to get your teens to eat better, that, you know, that it will improve their skin is a really good one because it can be, um, you know, pretty awful. I can talk from personal experience having, you know, acne and I think it's a good motivator for for teens um, in, in terms of the protein and the fiber that this will help reduce the amount of pimples and acne that they're getting. So fiber, we don't have to look for the processed food with high fiber plastered on the front of it. We want to be thinking about more vegetables, more salad, more fresh fruit, more beans and legumes in dishes, even if it means we're, you know, putting some kidney beans into a bolognese or adding some lentils into a shepherd's pie that they, you know, those meals that they might already like, we can sort of beef them up with good quality protein and fiber. 
Um, whole grains such as oats and brown rice and whole grain pasta and quinoa and buckwheat are great sources of fiber as well. So think about those foods, those meals, those snacks that your teenager already likes and add some extra fiber and protein into those meals. Carbohydrates. So most teenagers are getting plenty of carbohydrates, but not necessarily the healthy ones. You know, as I said, they often opt for more refined, simple carbohydrates, such as the bread, the pasta, the rice, the crackers, all in the white sort of variety. But if we can try and switch over to more whole grain, complex carbohydrates, that's going to be really helpful for their mood, for more stable energy, um, particularly if they're active, they're playing sport, you know, it's really important. And if our, if our teenagers are eating refined, processed carbohydrates all the time, their blood sugar will spike and it will come back down. And that really doesn't help in terms of appetite. So it can make them hungry much, much more quickly um, and it can really affect their, their mood and their energy levels. So the complex carbohydrates feeds slowly into the body. So they help keep our teenagers fuller for longer. Um, so again, here we want to be thinking about those whole grains, those fruits, those vegetables, those legumes, and just think about how you might be able to switch. Maybe your teenager is eating lots of crackers. Could you switch them over to a more whole grain cracker, even if it's you know a mainstream cracker like a rye crusket as opposed to a Jats biscuit, for example? You know, think about those little switches that you can make, and and what we have available to them at home is what they will eat. We need to make healthy food nice and accessible for our teenagers. You know, I know my son will go in and grab handfuls of whatever is in the pantry. So if I've got nuts or bliss balls made up or some healthy muffins made up, um, you know, he's going to be much less likely to reach for, you know, the unhealthier options, which we try and limit in the pantry anyway. Fats are really important for teenagers as well, because during this time of adolescence, there are significant developments to the brain and we need to support that. And healthy fats are a great way to support brain health as long as we are you know, supplying the right types of fat. So omega-3 fatty acids are an essential nutrient for brain and nervous system development. They're also important for a healthy mood um, and balanced hormones as well. So we can get omega-3s through fish and seafood. Look, some nuts and seeds have omega-3s like flax seeds and hemp seeds and things like that, but they need to be that the particular types of omega-3s in those types of plant foods will need to be converted before they can be used by the body. So more fish, more seafood um, are are going to be a good thing for your teenagers, uh, even if it is, you know, some tinned salmon or um, something in, you know, a sandwich or a wrap, or you can make some fish cakes. That's definitely better than nothing. Of course, fresh is best, but we want to try and look for those that those wild caught fish and seafood options as well. Look, if you feel like your teenager is not getting enough fish or seafood, and to give you an idea, you know, really to get adequate omega-3s, they need to be eating fish or seafood two to three times a week, which majority of teens are not, then you might want to look for an omega-3 supplement, either a fish oil supplement or a more 
um, vegetarian sort of algal oil supplement. And I'd recommend that you talk to a practitioner about this. We do offer express consultations here at Natural Super Kids online so we can give you access to the good quality supplements through an express consultation. So that's a really good option if you want to have a quick chat about your teen's nutrition and you want to sort of make sure that their their nutrient needs are being met. You know, it is a it is a time when nutrient needs aren't always being met. So we might need to look at some supplements to kind of fill those gaps. So if you're feeling like it's going to be impossible to do all this through diet alone, do consider supplementation because it can make a big difference to teenagers. I just want to talk through also some specific minerals that are important for the teenage years. Um, The first one is calcium. So teenagers actually need more calcium than the average adult because of all that bone development and growth that is happening. So, you know, depending on their age, teenagers do need about the same amount of calcium as a pregnant woman. Um, And so we we do really need to increase that calcium um, intake in their diet. So dairy is obvious is the obvious source of calcium. Um, and to be, you know, as a general rule, teenagers need about three to four servings of dairy um, to meet their calcium requirements. So this could be milk or cheese or yogurt. But a lot of, you know, teenagers, and I know a lot of people in the Natural Super Kids community do have issues with dairy that could be causing problems. So they've got a a low or they've eliminated dairy from their diet altogether. So just to let you know, some uh, some, um, dairy-free sources of calcium include things like green leafy veggies, nuts and seeds, fish with bones. So tinned salmon and sardines are great sources of calcium if you can get those into your kids. And, you know, you do need to try these things. So you might be surprised that your teenager will accept sardines on toast a couple of times a week for breakfast. So do try before just kind of saying, oh, my teen won't eat that. Um, And tahini or sesame seed spread is another great source of calcium. Um, So yeah, thinking about calcium is important and they do have high needs for calcium. Magnesium is really important as well. So magnesium plays hundreds of roles through the body, but one of the most essential is energy production. So magnesium helps to produce energy on a cellular level. And I think uh, many people will agree that teenagers can get kind of tired, lethargic, um, a bit slow and mopey, and magnesium can be a great one um, to supplement Uh, for teenagers because magnesium is hard to get through diet alone. It's hard to get enough magnesium through diet alone because our soils are quite depleted in magnesium here in Australia and many parts of the world. But to give you an idea of food sources that are high in magnesium, the whole grains, which, you know, uh, tick a lot of the boxes that we've talked about already, the nuts, the seeds, the green leafy veggies, even dark chocolate is a good source of calcium, uh, sorry, magnesium. Um, but I do 
want to stress that magnesium is hard to get enough of through diet alone. So almost all teens will benefit from some magnesium supplementation. And again, if you're wondering which magnesium supplement might be best for your teen, do think about booking an an express consult or even a full consult um, over at naturalsuperkids.com. I'll pop the link to our book an appointment page in the show notes as well. Okay, the next mineral I want to talk about is iron. So, of course, iron is more problematic or low iron is more problematic for females um, because of menstruation and the fact that uh, females are losing blood every month. Um, But it is also critical for all teenagers, boys and girls, um, because of the intensive growth that happens during the teen years, um, there is an increase in blood volume and that requires extra iron. But of course, it is particularly important for teenage girls, particularly if they experience heavy periods or or have shorter cycles. Um, And you know, the the stats show that teenage girls are more likely to become vegetarian or not eat meat, which makes it harder for them to meet their iron requirements. Of course, it can be done. Like a, a plant-based diet can be um, can can provide enough iron, but it is a little bit harder. So red meat is the top source of iron. Um in terms of food sources, but you can get iron through green leafy veggies and legumes as well. So iron is quite an easy one to keep an eye on because you can get a blood test to check for deficiency. Uh, So you might want to think about this if if your teen has consistently low energy, they're looking pale, they've got dark circles under their eyes, and they are particularly feeling fatigued after exercise. That's a classic sign that iron is low, that, you know, exercise often kind of makes makes most people feel more energetic initially. Um, but if they're getting fatigued after exercise, then I would be thinking about iron. Um, and liver is a great source of iron as well. So chicken livers uh, or pate can be a great one to introduce into the diet or include in the diet. Um, you can grate some chicken livers into things like bolognese, like so you freeze the livers and then you grate them frozen into something like a bolognese um, to really ramp up the iron uh, the, the iron levels in that particular um, meal. But beef and kangaroos are really great source of, of iron as well, lamb of course. So getting red meat into kids uh, or teenagers you know, three-ish times a week is a good thing to to aim for. And if you're plant-based, you just need to be an extra careful when it comes to iron. Another really important mineral for teenagers is zinc. So zinc is essential for so many different things through the teenage years. Zinc is required for all growth and development. So for that reason alone, zinc is important through those teenage years. But it's also really important for reproductive maturation during puberty, brain health, skin health, hormone balance. Um, Zinc is essential for maintaining a healthy immune system. So if your teenager tends to get sick easily, it's worth keeping an eye on their zinc intake. So we can find zinc in 
red meat again, chicken, fish, eggs are all good sources of zinc. Also whole grains and nuts and seeds. So you can see these same foods being repeated, repeated, repeated here. Um, so, you know, it makes it easier to, to try and get all of these good foods into our teenagers. We do want to be particularly uh, cautious of zinc and zinc deficiency if your teen eats little meat or doesn't eat much much meat or is vegetarian. Um, zinc is found in plant-based foods, but the levels are on the lower side compared to animal-based products. So it is difficult to get enough zinc if your teenager is on a vegetarian diet or eats a vegetarian diet. Um, and you might want to think about supplementation. Zinc is another one that is often really helpful in terms of supplements for teenagers. Lastly, I just want to remind you, and I need this constant reminder <laughs> as we're sort of early on in the teen years, that it's very normal and healthy for our kids to be moving away from us, to becoming more independent, um, however kind of difficult that is for us as parents to kind of accept. But that independence is very normal and it you know, I think it's really important to know that we do need to to keep that balance. We do need to keep the conversation open um, because otherwise our teens will end up hiding things from us. It's normal for us to lose, you know, complete control over what they're eating. And we do need to pick our battles, as I said early on in the podcast. So when it comes to nutrition for your teenager, do the best with what you can do at home. You know, focus on that good breakfast or that good after school snack or that good dinner um, and kind of let them go a little bit uh, through the day. Because if we're constantly having, um, you know, friction with in, in terms of what they're eating and getting frustrated with them making unhealthy choices, then it can, you know, it, it can lead to them becoming more distant. It can, it can lead to them hiding things from us. So at the core, we really want to keep that relationship with our teenagers, you know, strong and healthy. It doesn't mean we have to let them do whatever they want, but we do need to accept that they're becoming independent people and they are going to have to make their own decisions. So I um, will continue this conversation about teenagers in the coming weeks and how we can support teenagers with different bits and pieces in terms of hormones and puberty. Um, so I'll look forward to bring, bringing those conversations with you. And if you are a mum of a teenager, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a, a message on Instagram. Um, and let me know that you've listened to the episode, what you got out of it. Uh, yeah, because I'd love to connect with you. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.
before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kids' Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.